You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Let's go. It's the best bits of the week go. with Morgan number 2. What is up, y'all? Happy weekend. I'm so excited to be catching you up on the Bobby Bones Show this weekend. It's Morgan here, and this is the Best Bits. Now, this is just the bits, but in case you didn't know, the Best Bits Part 1 is my favorite part of doing this whole podcast is because I get to bring on a show member and talk about some things that maybe we didn't get to talk about on the show, or maybe we recap something that happened on the show and get an update. And this weekend, I brought on Abby, so we talked about her national anthem, how she's feeling post singing the national anthem we also talked about both of our valentine's day and had kind of a single rant with valentine's day because we are both single and on the opposite side of that we talked about some dating stories that we have recently and we each shared a life hack so definitely go check out part one you will love it i promise give it a chance maybe it'll be your new favorite diving right in this week i shared something crazy that happened to me when i went to buy a bagel in nashville It cost me $67. Yes, a bagel. And I'll just let you hear for yourself why that bagel cost me so much money. And I'm still angry with myself. Number seven. I'm going to go check in with Morgan, who runs all of our digital, all of our web. And Morgan told me that she spent a whole bunch of money on a bagel. Now, Morgan, how much money on this bagel? I spent $67 on a bagel. What? So here's what we're going to do. Think about it. How did she spend $67 on a bagel? You'll each have your own theory here. And let's see who gets the closest. So, Morgan, what kind of shop? You want to ask one question? Yes yeah. or no question? Yeah. Or no? No. Okay, I'll ask a couple questions okay. then. They can sit over there. Uh, what kind of bagel place or where did you go? They're hand-rolled from New York bagels. Okay. And what, what day and what time? It was a Saturday morning. So like 8, 9 o'clock? Yeah, like 9 a.m. Was it packed? It was packed. Very busy. Okay. And does this $67 have to do with you buying somebody else's bagel? No. Okay. Just mine alone. Just one bagel. There you go. So she went to get a bagel, spent $67. How did she do it? Who wants to deliver their theory first? Because if you go first, no one can steal your theory. I'll go first. Eddie? Yeah. Look, it's what's on the bagel. So she's a vegetarian, or she might be a vegan. I don't know. No, no vegetarian. So there's got to be some, like, expensive cheese. So let's go imported cheese 
uh, from somewhere and macaroni and cheese grilled stuff on it. Do you think she meant to spend $67 or was it a surprise? No, she meant to do it. Oh. She saw the menu. She's like, I want all of that on my bagel. Okay, so she went hard. Yes. You think she went, it's just a random day where she was like, I deserve it, treat myself, I went hard, $67. Exactly. Lunchbox? I at first thought she ordered one from New York and had it mailed to her like house. That. That's a yes. thing. That's so she good. saw it online and was like, this is supposed to be the be- best bagel in the world. So she had it delivered at 9 a.m. to her house. Is that your answer? That's my answer. So she special ordered a bagel from yes, New York. That she saw something on Instagram or TikTok talking about this, the best bagel in the world. And she got the vegetarian option, had it overnighted <laughs> to good. her house. Shipping. Okay. Amy Morgan goes... Buy a bagel, $67. Well, she said it was packed, and so I feel like maybe someone there hooked her up with the $7 bagel faster, so she tipped them 60 <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> she was feeling extra generous. Morgan, wow. are any of those theories correct? No, they are not. What? Okay, okay, I want to give you another clue or so. Okay. okay. So she goes, unexpectedly... It's $67. Okay. So was never a plan to get a gold truffle bagel, but she went into the bagel place, all said and done, cost her $67. They had to make a special dough that is vegetarian. They had to clean the grills of the ovens because of vegetarian reasons, so they said it's going to be extra money to watch out for your dietary needs. That's why it's $67. No, no. That's his okay. his final. Gosh, Go ahead. Normally, yeah, there's like gold flecks or mm-hmm. truffles involved. She I, goes in, it's packed, she buys a bagel, and when it's all said and done, $67. Oh, they, she didn't notice it was 67 until later she gets home and realized they ripped her off. Mm-hmm. Ring her up wrong. Oh, that's good. That's good. Eddie. I got it. She orders the bagel, looks up, and looks at the actual person that took her order. It's Gordon Ramsay. It's celebrity day at the Thanks. bagel shop. That's it. Gordon Ramsay. Nice job, Eddie. Got it. Come on. That's it? it? No, it's not. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh I was like, where was Gordon Ramsay? <laughs> he wasn't. Dang, Eddie, you got me. I'm going to say this. Amy's the closest dish, wouldn't you say, Morgan? Yeah. Amy's the closest dish. Ooh, what do I get? You get one more guess. That's what each of you get. Raise your hand whenever you have it. So, yeah, Lunchbox. They charged Morgan for the wrong order. She paid for someone else's order, and she, when they called her name, she got her one bagel, but they had rang up someone's order and never charged them, so there was already something on the cash register. Eddie? Uh, yeah, it was Morgan's fault. She wrote on the tip line for the total, and then sh- the total was the total. So I don't really know exactly what I'm saying, but somehow she did the wrong thing. I like it. Amy? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I mean, both of those are good and align with what line, they line up with what I was trying to say, but I'm trying to think of how mine could be different. Maybe they did, okay, so they didn't do it on purpose. They, I don't know. That's all I got. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe the guy thought Morgan was hot. And was hoping she would come back, so he charged her wrong on purpose to get her back in the store. That's good. To ask for the digits. Is it, though? That'd be tough. That'd be a tough way to do it, though. <laughs> I know, I know. I She'd just, be like, I think okay. that would work. Okay, Morgan, so you went to buy a bagel. Yeah. It ended up costing you $67. Uh, none of them are right. They've each had not three opportunities. What happened? Yeah, so I walked in. I got my bagel. It was $7, and I was really excited. I was only in the shop for about 10 minutes. 
walked outside, didn't realize I parked in a paid lot. I had a $60 ticket on my car. $67, oh, no. and there she's got a bagel. Oh, I was definitely not thinking that. That's that's terrible. I hate that. Dang it. Okay. That is messed up. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because you feel bad you didn't get it? Well, I would have never thought never. about that. Yeah, so you and I can't believe yeah. it's $60 for paying a lot. Got to think outside the bun. Hey, I've heard that before. But I'd never pay it. Yeah, uh, I got to think inside the jail bars. No, no, <laughs> no, no. It, it's not a city lot. You ain't got to pay that. Oh, I paid it right away, and then I just threw away the ticket and pretended it didn't happen. But you if paid it. If it's I did pay not it, yeah. a city lot, you don't have to pay that? No, I don't know. That's a that. private company. But I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that's true. I don't know why anybody would pay it then. I don't know what he's yeah. saying. I don't know if he's right or wrong. It's like if you go to a college campus like the University of Texas in Austin. I used to get parking tickets there all the time. Guess what? Never paid a well, single one. Well, do you know one. if you got a speeding ticket in a state and you left, you, you don't, don't have, have to pay, pay it. it. But if you go back to that state, you'll get arrested yeah, and put exactly. in jail. Exactly. As soon hey, as Mike, you get there. can you research this? The lunchbox says you don't have to pay a ticket on a private lot. Go ahead. You know something? I've looked it up before because I got a ticket recently, and they said they can enforce the law, but you're not going to get a ticket. What do you mean what? they can enforce the law? Like if they want to go the extra step of like prosecuting you, Or they can. debt collector, which will hurt your credit. Ooh. That for sure will happen. But you won't get in trouble with the law for not paying it. Right, but, you, but it can hurt your credit bad. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like so many lots right now have the scanning your license plate QR code. It like recognizes you right when you and they're all consolidating so anytime you go try to park anywhere it's gonna flag you well he ain't paying for it dang it <laughs> morgan right? thank you yep. show let's stretch our minds a little bit yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's stretch our us. minds a little bit let's go. it's the best bits of the week show. with morgan number two we had jordan davis on the show this week he stopped by to talk about his new album bluebird days but the catch was he had to do well in a game the jordan game and the davis game basically he had to name famous Jordans and famous Davises, and if he did, he could talk about his new album. Well, he didn't do too hot in these games. He still got, you know, Bobby gave him a little bit. He gave him a little crumb and let him talk about his album, but let me tell you, Jordan is not the best at the games. We have learned. Maybe next time he'll be more prepared, but I don't know that there's more Jordans than we already went through. So, make sure to check out his new album, but he was on the show this week, and it was a super fun interview, so here that is right now. Number six. Well, we won't let Jordan Davis talk about his new project unless he wins a game. So I'm not going to tell you why he's possibly here, but he's got five number ones. Let's start with Singles You Up. If he ever then let's go to Take It From Me. Let's go to Slow Dance in a Parking Lot. No, we didn't park and just Buy Dirt. Big Buy one. Dirt. What My World Spins Around. To the way that feels I mean, this dude graduated from LSU with a degree in environmental science. And he started doing, he was like environmental. And then it's like, I'm going to go sing and write songs. And good thing he did. He's got all these number ones. And I don't even know if he has anything to promote today. That's the fun thing about it. Uh, Jordan Davis, CMA winner, is here. Let's talk to him now. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Jordan Davis. This guy's in here more than I am. Yeah. Jordan Davis. I, re- I have been. I well, appreciate y'all having me as much as I've, I've well, been in here. You do the sports show with us a lot, and okay. you're just part of the group. So it does. I mean, the best podcast ever, 25 Whistles. Boom. Thank you very much. Wow. There you go. So here's the deal. I know you have something to promote, but we're not actually going to let you promote it unless you get three of five on the famous Jordan game. Okay. I should be. If you get three out of five in Famous Jordans, you can promote your project for 15 seconds. Because then we're going to play the Famous famous Davis game. (laughs) Oh, Oh, wow. That's tough. And if he gets five of five, he gets to play a song from it. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Yeah. Exactly. Acapella. (laughs) Here we go. Jordan Davis is here. 
but he has nothing to promote yet. He just showed up. We don't know why he's here. Jordan. It's the famous Jordan game. Name the Jordan. A singer known for his 1995 single, This Is How We Do It. Come on, dude. Oh. Don't help him. I'm not. You know the song? This is how we do it. I'm going to say Jordan McKnight. Jordan McKnight. It sounds like a meal at Burger King. (laughs) McDonald's. McDonald's. Well, BK. uh, Yeah, whatever. So obviously it's not Jordan McKnight. It's not Jordan McKnight. It is actually Montel Jordan. Montel Jordan. Okay. So last Oh, he's setting up now. He's the meme where the video game player goes from... Sitting up to leaning. Uh, okay. All right, okay. I feel, I, now, I thought it was maybe first name. That was my mistake. I'm not worried about it. What Next. Here we go. Singer and member of the boy band, New Kids on the Block, who rose to fame in the 80s and the 90s. Famous Jordan. <laughs> John Jordan. John Jordan. Wow. This is not good. Isn't he the guy? This that's my name, good. too. John, John Jordan. Jordan, Jingleheimer. <laughs> now that's John Jacob. John Jacob. But the singer from New Kids on the Block is Jordan Knight. Yes, Jordan Knight. I was I was one. Dude, Mick take off. that mic off. I was one yeah. Mick off. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Man, yeah, yeah, you were pretty cocky. Is there a Jordan McKnight? Maybe not. I'm sure somewhere. You somewhere got in a the phone world. book in some. I just thought there was a singer. <laughs> All right. Maybe, Jordan maybe Dave, it's this next one. We only play his old songs and never promote the project he's here yeah, to promote. Yeah. That's what would be hilarious. He's, Jordan sings songs like By Dirt. Maybe you heard that one before. Maybe you haven't. You got to get these next three in a row, buddy. I know. Okay. An American actor known for movies like Creed, Black Panther, and Just Mercy. Oh, gosh. Uh, Name that famous Jordan. Uh, Bruh. Oh my goodness! Do no, you watch I know anything. No, uh, I do. It, it's like, and it's your name, it, B Jordan, right? Something B. B Jordan, Jordan McKnight. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. Uh, oh my gosh! Fantastic picture. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Picture. <laughs> Which one, Creed? Thanks, thanks Ebert. All right. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm Bradley. Something oh, wait, what? James B Jordan. James B Jordan. Oh, oh my god! I am so what is it? That's Michael, Michael B. Jordan. Michael, B. Jordan. <laughs> Michael Jordan. Dang it. Michael. This is not yeah. good. Maybe oh. we give him, we throw him a scrap yeah, or something. But I mean, he is... did say B, though. Like... But he also said he'll do really good at this game. <laughs> yeah. You guys remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. act... I thought it was going to be like. <laughs> like what? What did you think? I thought it was going to be like, who sings sickles you up? Me. I that, thought it was like a you toss You thought we up. were going to do a game where you were the answer? So Jordan, all, I thought. So Jordan, that would have been dumb. No, I mean, I was like, man, who okay. played hey, basketball is number 23? Name a really dumb Jordan. <laughs> Jordan Davis. That's correct. We got one. We got okay. one. Wow. On wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is going awesome. Yeah, this yeah. is going great. All right. Well, you got one, so you'll get a little sliver. Okay. Um, actor turned director. He started out on Mad TV and had a sketch show on Comedy Central. He's directed movies like Get Out. Us and nope. There's no chance he gets this. No, I know this one. Jordan Peele. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Let's go. We got two. Okay, here's okay. what we're gonna do. He just needed to warm up. I just needed well, to, we'll give him a chance to know your Davis isn't. You just had to call yeah. him stupid. Thank you, Amy. Yeah. I just needed to, you know. Oh, you like that insult? That's your thing. You like, what? To, you like to be insulted so you feel better? No. Okay. <laughs> Although I knew I was gonna get that today, so. <laughs> okay. Well, no, you came in and said I'll nail that is this. True. That is true. I, I brought it on myself. 
You're right. Okay, so yeah. here's what we're going to do. Uh, Jordan is here. Now, we're not going to play a new song. We're going to play an old one from him, <laughs> at least. Good. Yeah, we, we're not promoting anything so far. There's no announcement whatsoever. Just another day. Uh, but I will let you pick one word from your new album title and say well, only one word from it. Tucson. That's not in your album title. Oh, oh name my title. <laughs> name a Jordan wow, wow, that wow. doesn't know the name of his album. Bluebird. Okay. Okay. Blue. <laughs> Had to oh be my. coach. <laughs> oh my goodness! What are you talking? Are you talking about the album title? That's what I just said. Did That's I not say that? Yeah, you, you said did. That. You okay. Said that. Yeah. All right. he's, he's frazzled. He's frazzled. <laughs> We're gonna come back. Sorry, buddy. We're good. We're all here. We're having let me, fun. Let me let me regroup. Here. Yeah, regroup. Jordan Can Davis is so no no. Jordan Davis is here. <laughs> Does he know famous Davises? Here we go. Question number one. American record producer, five-time Grammy winner, and he was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as a non-performer. From 1967 to 1973, he was the president of Columbia Records, and he signed artists like Bruce Springsteen and Billy Joel. Can you name that famous Davis? I cannot. <gasps> you are what? <laughs> what is? What? He's joking. You're, you're being funny now. No. Now, if, now if, if Lunchbox hey, knows this. Lunchbox, call him stupid, then he'll get it. No, are, are you what? playing stupid? Lunchbox or are you really doesn't stupid? know it. Clive no. Davis. That's right, Clive Davis. Clive oh. Davis. Okay. Eddie, Eddie, Lunchbox, that. how did you no, know that? No, I have no idea. I, just, okay, okay. I don't know who he is, but I've heard of him and associated That's, with music. What if he comes in and he never promotes what he came in for and he just goes home? <laughs> this, this is terrible. This be the funniest know, thing I've ever I, heard. If I don't get an answer right, it sounds like that's exactly what's going to happen. so funny. Okay, let's okay, try it. Okay, Clive Davis. I, Here right. we go. I do know of Clive Davis. Oh my. An NFL Hall of Famer who played running back for the Denver Broncos from Real Davis. From 1995 to 2001, Terrell Davis. That is correct. You knew wow, that one. come on. Okay. That's, my, that's my 25 whistles coming out of Yeah, that. that is awesome right there. I'm just going to stay in that lane. I'm going to throw the guy some, some chum here. <laughs> no, no, no. Get, Quarterback dude. for the Houston Texans. He played college football at Stanford and was selected by the Texans in the third round of the 2021 NFL draft. Davis Mills. Correct. Look you at are, this you guy. Are, you wow. Are going softball like, you got Davis Mills. So he knows sports, <laughs> but not music. Clive Davis. Well... Priorities here, Amy. <laughs> okay. Next up, he's best known as the lead vocalist and frontman of the band Korn. He was considered a pioneering act of the new metal genre. Do you know the lead singer of Korn? You can even go to somebody on the show as a lifeline here if you'd like to. Obviously, Lunch knows everything. So. Why would you go to Lunchbox? Oh, there we go. Oh, he might no. get this, but why would you go to Lunchbox? Oh, no. I don't know. Korn? Yeah. Yeah, Korn. Hang lead on. I, know, I do know, like, Davis. Famous Davis. Mike D, you got anything here? He knows it. Lunchbox, who is it? I have no idea. Just, I, go for it. Okay. Davis McKnight. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. When in doubt, go McKnight. Go McKnight. Oh. It is Jonathan Davis. Jonathan oh. Davis. Okay, never you that. need this one. <laughs> Are we just booking for Monday? He comes back. <laughs> Come on, Jordan. After I read up on all, Jordan, all famous Jordan, the Davis people. All right, Jordan Davis is here. An actress known for Thelma and Louise. Also, a league of their own, the baseball movie. Linda Davis. Oh my oh God! My God. What is wrong with you? Get him out of here! What is wrong? I mean, what is, wait. What is wrong with you? Pause. Why do you hear it out? Because you went fast to show us how smart you were. The problem no. is, is that, even if is you would have nailed it fast, we'd have been like, "What's her name? Gina Davis." Gina Davis. Gina Davis. Oh, well, that's it, huh, Bones? Oh my Yeah. Gosh. Well, give it up for. <laughs> All right, thanks for coming by. My, my aunt's name is Gina. <laughs> You know, okay. Wait, an Ameri- <laughs> isn't there a Linda in a league of their There's own? A Linda, no, Linda Davis is oh a different person. Yeah. Oh. What does Linda Davis do? She would be in music. The reason why I said it so fast because I was dead set that that was Linda Davis. Yeah, we know. We saw. Um, an American trumpeter. <laughs> Turns out it wasn't. An American trumpeter who's among the most influential and acclaimed figures in the history of jazz. 
<laughs> Come on, dude. Miles Davis? No. Miles Davis. Yeah, okay. Well, look, we're going to talk about uh, this album. Well, you know what? We put him through the ringer, so this is what you get as a consolation. Well, smoke that to one. To talk about. <laughs> Here we go. Nailed it. Uh, Linda Davis is Hillary's mom. Lady A. Does she love you? Oh, like yes, I love yes, you. yes. Yeah, I, we get it. You come in here, you're nervous. You're around all these big stars in this room. <laughs> yeah. Totally. I knew I was going to. Oh, yeah. Okay, Jordan has an album. It is, is out. This box is going to call me an idiot. Uh -huh. It is out today, Jordan. What's the name of the album? Bluebird Days. Is it good? I sure think so. I sure hope it is. I like that. Yeah. Um, which, you had, by the way, another number one. You just had a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Which I think may be one of my favorite songs from you as far as like super catchy when it comes on. Yeah. Because you have, you have songs that are like really good and deep and make me go, oh, man, that's sweet. But then you have, well, the wind and those feels and it's... That, that one hits. Like, that that's one good. Feels, I, I definitely feel like we, we meshed uh, lyrical... Kind of meaning and uh, definitely up-tempo, good feel. Play a little bit of What My World Spins Around from Jordan, if you don't mind, Ray. To the way that it feels when you lean in and kiss me The way that you dance when yeah, you get good. Yeah, I, I bet say it, it feels good. I bet it feels good in the set, too, to have another, so another actually, number one. We start our show with that. Really? Yeah, so, so that's, you, a, that's a good one to kind of What were you starting with. on the show with? Uh... Song of mine called Need to Not. So now you play a song everybody knows to start. That's awesome. You, yeah. So between you have five number ones and then you have almost maybes, which I feel like was a number one because everybody knows that. Here with the goodness being there. That one. Yeah. Six songs that everybody knows the words to, even if you're just a casual fan. Yeah. That's how you know things are going right, that you can play with somebody else and casual fans still know half your list. Yeah. It definitely makes uh makes making the set list easier. Which is so like I remember being early on. And just having to, A, play cover songs, which nobody really likes to do, I feel like. I mean, maybe some people do. I'm not a big fan of playing cover songs. So now, for a 90-minute set, we can spread out our singles every three songs. And at least, like you said, the casual fan or somebody that got drugged to a show is like, oh, I've heard this song before. Jordan Davis is here. The new album's out. Which track? Because there's, there's 17 tracks. There's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. Which one would make people cry? If you had to pick one that was going to make people uh, cry, which one is it? Bluebird Days. Okay, we're going to play a little bit of this here. Here is Bluebird Days from Jordan Davis. Said they do it and they don't indeed dancing right through my feet. And Bluebird Days, what does that mean? That's a song I wrote about my parents' divorce, actually. You know, just kind of from my perspective. Uh, I'd also say it was like the toughest song I had to play and actually the toughest song I put on this record. Um, but, you know... I think with this album, I wanted to be more honest as a songwriter and show growth as n not just a songwriter, but also an artist as well. So, um, you know, I think you got to kind of take some chances and risk putting an iffy song on a record to do that. Oh, let's just play it all. Let's do the whole song here. We'll come back with Jordan Davis in a second. There's no game needed for the next segment. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It would have been a real waste of a real waste of a spotlight here. <laughs> New album Bluebird Days is out right now. Just to walk through some of Jordan's number ones. 2018 singles you up. If he ever singles you up. 2019 take it from me. Take it from me if you want a t-shirt to sleep in. 2020 slow dance in a parking lot. Throw it in park and just slow. Looks like 2021 was a lean year. No number ones in that year. Yikes. Oh, man. Is, Ouch. You know, we're coming out of a that lot. That was a tough yeah. one. Uh, Buy Dirt. From Buy massive dirt. song. And then, 2022 was a good one, It though. was a good one. Big one. <laughs> and then 2023 had a two-week number one with this one here. Recently happened. What My World Spins Around. To the way that it feels when you lean in and kiss me. 
One of the fun things about this is I was with Jordan and we saw Ryan Hurd somewhere and this song had just been announced as his single and he's like, this is a single and Jordan and I ride in the same golf cart together and we see Ryan and, and I go, hey, there's Ryan. And he goes, Ryan, they start talking to each other. I'm like, I'm going to record this. This would be a good moment. First time. And Ryan goes, don't record me. Now, why do you think Ryan said that? Because he's a prima donna? No, because he was supposed to be doing something else and he's playing golf. <laughs> now, how awesome would that video have been now? That's that, my like, point. That, such a, it, that ended up being such a big song. Yes. I actually was messaging around about that. I was like, dude, if we could have had Bobby. I wasn't even going to post it right then. I was just going to save it as a nice moment. Just, but he's like, don't record me. I'm supposed to be somewhere else right now. Don't record me. I canceled a co-write to play golf. Well, I didn't even say that. That's Jordan. <laughs> That's Jordan saying. But who knows what date it was? That was a it long time been, ago. Could have been any date it at all. Could have been anybody. Could have been any date at all. <laughs> so you like to play golf? Do. Obviously, you ever hit anybody's house with a golf ball or like broken a window or anything? Yes, I have. <laughs> and then you know that you know I have. <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm just uh, asking. I'm an interviewer no here. No clue. Yeah, I have no clue here. Uh, so what happened? What, can can you give us more? So I was playing in Florida on a. Uh, it was Jim Furyk's celebrity golf tournament. We've done them, and we're playing on we're playing on TPC Sawgrass, not the actual stadium course, but a really nice course right next to it. And I slice one. Never happens. You guys know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never, perfect. Yeah, yeah. You know? Uh, and as I pull up to the house that my ball kind of went into, there was a guy standing outside in the backyard with my golf ball and was like, you broke my window. It's a double-paned window. It's like, it totals 870 bucks. Give me your license. He tells him that right then. Wow. Crazy. <clears throat> Takes my license. I was like, why would you give him your license? Well, because I was kind of like, I mean, I just smashed this guy's window. But you gave him your license? Well, he's like, I'm he's taking like, a- He asked for my kid, so I handed him over. <laughs> well, he's like, I need to take a <laughs> photo of your yeah. license. And I was like, okay. And he was like, then he then he asked, he's like, you, you know, a deposit. He was like asking for like basically me paying there. And I was like, hey, man, like you have my address. Like send me the bill. Like if, if that's how this works, I've never been on a golf course where if a golfer breaks a window, especially a nice golf course that the homeowners doesn't pay for it or whatever. I hope this guy listens to the show because I'm actually really frustrated. <laughs> and I get after the court, after the tournament, I get back in and I actually go up to one of the to one of Jim's buddies. I was like, hey man, on 16, I busted a guy's window. He's like, ah oh, man, don't worry about it. You know. I was like, well, I, I told him I'd pay for it. And he was like, No, dude, the homeowners takes care. Like they fix all broken windows. Oh. And when I got home, there was a bill from the guy that was trying to Squander me out of eight hundred bucks. That's wow. messed up. Trying to shake him down. Dude, a bucks. nice neighborhood. Like this guy did. Again, hey, I broke your window. That's I probably why I got an expensive house. Yeah. He made all that money <laughs> from eight hundred bucks a pop. That's how he yeah. Goes. So, yeah, dude, that, wherever you're at in Ponte Vedra, Florida, that's I got you know your bill, you are, right? and I'm still not paying it. Still to this day, <laughs> take me to court. So, when you put out new music, or do you get anxious before it comes out? I think so. What I'm song? Do you, right now. <laughs> yeah. uh, what song do you feel the most vulnerable with on this record? I mean, Bluebirds there. I, I have a uh, song called Short Fuse on this album that uh, came from overhearing a conversation with my wife. She was talking to a friend of hers, and she I overheard her saying, like, yeah, Jordan's got a real short fuse. And kind of led to a conversation, and I didn't like hearing that. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is kind of a song to myself about— It's just him breaking glass. <laughs> it's yeah. all just a song of him kicking in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so that one's pretty—that one's pretty— Pretty spot on. Here's a clip of Short Fuse. Running from the rain and a more what are you guys going to do now for as far as your single goes? You got that all laid out? Yeah. Uh, next thing is going to be a song called Tucson Too Late. Uh, too, oh, like, 
What's the play there? Too soon, too late? Tucson, too late? Tucson, too late. Just got to Tucson, too late. Oh, so it literally is the city. Yeah. Got it. And d- you wrote this, obviously, with your brother. Was it the same guys you won the CMA with? Yeah. All four, the, all that, that crew there? The Jenkins bros, Jacob, uh, Matt and Josh, yeah. Uh, what, what, so what was this? So we had, you know, we've written that group together, me, Jacob, Matt, and Josh. Uh, we've been writing together since 2016. So we've written a ton of songs. Uh, obviously, we had Buy Dirt together, and I think we showed up after that kind of not knowing really what to do, where to go next in songwriting. And I credit them to being like, hey, man, let's do something different. Like, let's push and, and write a song that we've never written before. And actually, the the kind of influence of this song was Keith Whitley's Miami, Miami. Like, I'd never really done a story song and kind of just totally taken myself out of it. Um so this was my take on, on kind of uh, my my Keith with Keith Whitley inspired single. All right, we're gonna play Jordan's new single from his new album. I hope you check it out. The new album is called Bluebird Days. It's Jordan Davis, uh, platinum recording artist, multi sorry multi platinum <laughs> recording artist. Also, go to jordandavisofficial.com for all the tour dates. Um, you're all, all over Europe, March, pretty much most of March, and then he's all over here, uh, Biloxi, in Tennessee. He's doing iHeart Country Festival. I mean, he's all over the place. I'm so happy to see your success. Thanks, Congrats buddy. on the record, and I hope people listen to it like crazy. Absolutely. Thank right. you all so much. It's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number 2. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Valentine's Day was this week, and Bobby, along with the help of Ronnie Dunn, were able to surprise a listener's wife. This listener had bought his wife Brooks and Dunn tickets, and he wanted to find a cool way to tell her that he got her those tickets for Valentine's Day without putting them in a gift or just showing them on her phone. And he was like, how can I do that? So he called up Bobby. Bobby called up Ronnie Dunn, and Ronnie put together a video. Bobby did a video, and it was a whole thing. And they surprised his wife with tickets. The listener called us back, let us know it went off amazing, and the wife was so excited. So super cool moment that you're going to hear right now and how it kind of transpired and what happened. Number five. Happy Valentine's Day. Jerry's on the phone. This is quick work. We got him back here. Jerry. Bobby. Okay. You haven't shown your wife the tickets yet, have you? No, not yet. I'm hoping to hear from old Ronnie. So, old Ronnie <laughs> text me back. Come on. And so what I'm going to do, Jerry, is I'm going to send you a video with me in it and then Ronnie and then... You can show it to her, okay? Because I do have them. Do you want to hear the clip? Send it. Well, no, I'm going to play it for you first. <laughs> Jerry. Jerry, I'm going to play it first. Play it. Uh, so I just texted Ronnie. I was like, hey, are you awake? I don't even know that he's awake. And he was like, yeah, we need. I said, just do this thing, Jerry. It's Sarah. Sarah? Yeah. Jerry? Yep. yep, that's her. I was like, just say, hey. But I think Ronnie thought I was asking for free tickets. Because he says that here. But I don't... Begin, you already got tickets, so just disregard that part. But here you go. Here, play it. Hey, Sarah, this is Ronnie Dunn from B&D. Happy Valentine's. Jerry, for you, tickets to our show in May. We'll see you there, buddy. So, okay. I got it. That's all I sent him was a, hey, say this. So we have it. But Jerry, then you go, Ronnie already gave me the tickets. No, no, don't do that because you need credit for buying them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You say, hey, we already have tickets. And that's it. So I will send you a video, Jerry, in this next break of me going, hey, I'm here. Uh, Sarah, happy Valentine's Day. Jerry loves you very much. And here's my friend Ronnie Dunn. And then Ronnie will come on and go, hey. Uh. <laughs> and then you do the thing, okay? That's awesome. I love it. Do you feel like that's acceptable? That's pretty cool, right? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. I got a feeling Ronnie's tickets are better than what he bought. No, I'm not, no I'm not asking Ronnie for free tickets. <laughs> I'm just saying. I know. No, I bet they're not. Mm. And if Ronnie does come back to me and go, hey. Where you need those tickets, then I'll call Jerry back. But Jerry already has tickets. We were just doing this as a friend favor. No, Jerry, don't gasp. I heard Jerry gasp. Yeah, Jerry's our nosebleed. <laughs> I mean, I am balling on a budget. See, but he already budget. bought the tickets, though. Yeah, but he could he could pass those on to someone else. Hmm. Pay it for right, my my brother and his fiance would love to go too, Bro. even though it's somewhere else. Where do you, you know? live, Louisville? Yeah. I'm in Louisville in the hey. concerts in Lexington. Okay, well. Do it. Well, and it's in May? <laughs> May 11th, yeah. God, God dang it. Even if I can't, I'll get hey. you tickets. Yeah. I'll get you tickets. Yeah, see? That's what well, I'm talking about. Let's is, go, Jerry. Look, this is one of those things. What Jerry, does this mean? I'm being possible? squeezed. I'm being squeezed here. Hey, Jerry, ask him about that meet and greet. No, stop, stop. <laughs> stop. I don't know if they do a meet and greet. Listen, Jerry, all kidding aside, I'll send you this video. I can get you another pair of tickets, I'm sure. And if I can... 
Oh my goodness. And if I can't, I'll just buy them. But I think Ronnie thinks he's giving me tickets. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like it. He offered them. And he's one of the, Ronnie's one of the few people I can text and just go, hey, send me a video of you doing this real quick. Or send me you saying this. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I don't know what I'm doing, but okay. Often asking for nudes for the same reason. Oh, I'm like, wow. just trust oh, me. No, just send me a picture no, of no, you stop. getting out of the shower. Okay, Jerry, I got you. We're friends, right? I got you taken care of. Absolutely. You go Thank ahead, you so and if you want to give those tickets to your wife, you can, or I will get you another pair of tickets, okay? Awesome. Okay. He sounds excited, man. Hey, he is excited. I'm, I think he's surprised like I'm, I am. I've left a, a voicemail hating on Lunchbox, but Lunchbox is a homie. Me and Lunchbox are good now. Oh, that was quick. Okay, but wait a minute. <laughs> wait, 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 hold, on, hold on, Jerry. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I just jumped through 19 hoops <laughs> yeah, for you. What? <laughs> like, I mean, literally, called friends, got free tickets, and then it's like, yo, I just want to say this. It wasn't about how nice Amy is or Eddie is. or uh, Bobby, you've always you've always been the homie. You're the OG homie. Okay. I don't need it, but I just thought it was a weird thing. That... <laughs> well, he didn't like me until I helped well, him out right here. Yeah. How so what did you, did you do? Him? You did yeah. nothing. I got him out of the nosebleeds. No. No, Ronnie offered those tickets. Yeah. Ronnie also, Hoffer, the, yeah, go ahead. What did he call in to hate on Lunchbox for? Yeah, why did you hate Lunchbox, Jerry? Oh, it, it's been a while. I don't want to talk about it. I'm over it now. No, but what did you say? <laughs> I'm not over it. Let's just go. Let's walk in the time machine, Jerry. What What did you say I, before you grew as a human? I called him a sissy boy because he was, he was whining about something. Yeah. yeah. That could right. be any day, any yeah. show, Typical. right? You know what? I say you put this sissy boy back in the nosebleeds. Give yeah. his brother the good tickets. No, Jer- no, 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 we can't do that. Are you having to talk quiet? I think he's in the bathroom. It sounds like he's in the Hey, Jerry, are you pooping? Not right now. Okay. Right. Are, you hi- are you hiding? I think his wife may be in the house. Yes, she is. She's in the other room. Okay. No. <laughs> She's going to think you're cheating on her, dude. Do you, want, do you want me to talk to her and tell her and then I'll send you the video, Jerry? Or do you just want to do it all yourself? Well, she sleep, so I don't want to wake oh, her up. That'd be kind of fun to wake her up. Put her on speakerphone. Hello, 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 hello. I start making noises. <laughs> she, she'd probably kill me. Okay, I get that. Okay. Or I have my whistle from Twenty Five Whistles. <laughs> he puts me on speaker. <laughs> wake up. Okay, Jerry, you're my dude. Stay on hold because I'm gonna get your text and then I'm gonna text you this video, but not from my number. Okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All Thank right, you guys so much. Buddy, you're welcome. I hope you have a great week. You too. See you, bud. Don't hang up on him. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. Madeline Edwards stopped by our show. You may have heard some of her awesome songs before, but this was her first official time in our studio, and she performed, and it was totally killer, which you should definitely check out on YouTube at Bobby Bones Show. But she also talked about the job she had when she had first started pursuing music. She was singing jazz at this millionaire's restaurant and I could totally hear her voice now. Like, now I need a full jazz album from her because holy crap. She also did a cover of At Last when she was in studio and it was so good. So I totally see where this jazz influence comes from. But really awesome to hear her story before she became a full-blown artist in country music that you see today. Number four. Her name is Madeline Edwards from Texas, from California. She's toured with Chris Stapleton. There's so much soul, so much soul, so much country, so much, even a little jazz singing. Like, when I say that, I mean like Ella Fitzgerald. And so this is a story of somebody who started working really young, playing in a restaurant. We'll get to that for years and years and years and now she's in here she's got a piano and she's gonna crush it she has this song called The Wolves I ain't scared of nothing scared 
and an album called Crash Landed that came out at the end of last year. And here she is, Madeline Edwards. Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Madeline Edwards. Madeline, you know, I was telling these guys about your story a little bit. Because I'm a massive fan, obviously. I'm, I'm a stalker. You know it's true. Don't I you? know. Yeah. It's true. And I was telling them how, and maybe you can help me for a second. Who did you meet that let you play at their restaurants? Who did I meet? Yeah, because you were playing at a bunch of restaurants, right? Like, like. Yes, my employer at the time technically was Tillman Fertitta. Who is? Who is the billion dollar buyer. So, and he owns a lot of stuff in Houston. So he he just saw her and like, knew she was really good. So she was like, she played restaurants, like to cut her teeth. Yeah. Hours and hours and hours and hours. Like way over 10,000 hours. Wow. <laughs> and so it's just somebody going, hey, you're really good. And then she just put in the time and played. Did, when people would come up to you, would you have a fishbowl? Yes, I had a fishbowl. And honestly, it was really, really fun because they would have me learn a song on the spot. And if I could learn it on the spot, they'd like throw in hundreds and stuff. So that's how I paid through college. Oh, so cool. there she is hustling her <laughs> whole way through college, playing restaurants. That's a story I really wanted to share here is that like you really had it's like the I'm going to compare you to the Beatles. Are you cool with that? So <laughs> what? the Beatles, they would play these clubs in Germany for like eight hours a night and play the same over and over again. These songs over and over and over and over and over until they were just in it. And then when I heard Madeline like actually sing the first time, I was like, dang, she's so good. Like <laughs> your voice is so good. You definitely, well, thank you. it's, it's like country music and there's also like a jazz influence. I don't even know what that meant until you taught me. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was just good. Well, thanks. I appreciate that. I'm a fan of yours, all of y'all's too. I'm th- really thankful that who's y'all. The le- put on who music. the least though of all of us? Who would I'm you not going to say. Who would you be the least fan of? Because it's going to hurt your feelings if I say who the least. Well, it's probably me. So, that, and, and that's okay, Madeline. So, what I want to do is, you have a piano, and I want our listeners to hear you, and then I want to talk to you. But, and I do want to talk to you about the Grand Ole Opry. I have so many questions. But mm-hmm. this is Madeline Edwards. What are you going to play for us first? Because I was just told you have two songs ready, which I didn't know. Which I didn't know that either. I think I'm playing two songs. Well, though. there we go. Oh, there we go. If they said you had eight, I'd be like, well, we're going to be here for a while, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Buckle in. Uh, what are you going to play, Madeline? Um, I'm first going to play The Wolves. Okay, here is Madeline Edwards. Brace yourselves, everybody, for The Wolves. You did some shows with Chris Stapleton. And if I would have gone to that show, I would have had like a nose injury and like a lip injury because when you play when Chris plays I get stink face like this and I'm like mm, am I feeling it <laughs> we get like you might do my face like this because I'm just feeling it so stink much stink face is the best compliment you can give a yeah. musician and sure. I just imagine you and Stapleton both it'd be all stink face all the time <laughs> <laughs> and L King yeah and she was also on the road with what us a, what a performance holy moly so you grew up in California and Texas what do, what do you consider yourself you, I, um, a Californian or a Texan I consider myself Texan because uh, that's kind of where I did most of my growing up. I moved there like right before high school. So I feel like all the really hard adult years came in Texas for sure. Do you guys want to invite her back for another segment or just? Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, looks like you got to go, Madeline. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> when you play the Grand Ole Opry, Madeline, and finish, you know, you play, I imagine you play two songs your first time. Mm-hmm. Did you two? I did. After you finish your second song and they start to stand up and they give you a standing ovation at the Grand Ole Opry. Can you remember that moment or is it just all, is it just all fog at this point? No, I definitely remember it. Um, the year as a whole and everything that happened over the year is a fog because it's just a lot that happened in one year. But when I think about those instances and one of them being the Opry and the first time I played there. Um, but you gotta say, they stood up. You got a standing ovation. The, yeah, I mean, I was really overwhelmed, honestly. My mom was in the crowd. I mean, my in-laws were there. My husband's grandpa was there and so 
it was kind of one of those feelings where I, I think I get to live this moment that not many people in the world get to experience. And it was very uh, humbling for sure. And it's harder for some of them at the opera to even stand up at all. And yet they stood for you. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> That's, right. That's, That's right. No, I'm just saying I have to play the opera sometimes too. I love to play the opera, but I'm saying it's old. Yeah. It's an older crowd. Some of yeah. them are older and they stood up for you. That does mean a lot because yeah. that demographic, you always wonder like, oh, am I too hip for this or are they going to like it? But the fact that they really liked it was really cool. How's Nashville been for you? How long have you been here? It'll be uh, two years next week. So you're just a baby in Nashville. Yeah. So how do, do you like, does it feel like home yet? It started to feel like home for the first time this month. Um, I think it takes a while to find your corners, to find your community, find the people that really care and... I feel like we got really lucky in finding that early. Um, so it's starting to feel a little bit more like home. So I don't know. You started playing piano at what age? Four. So when you're four years old, and maybe you could just walk me through and hit some keys or something. When you're four, like what does a four-year-old learn? Or even if you had a four-year-old that said, <laughs> Madeline, can you teach me how to play piano? Like what would, would you teach him like a scale, a finger thing? I mean, you probably just teach him scales first. Start so, at middle C and then go all the way up. And, and, then, and at four, what do you understand about music? Four, five, six, seven. Like, a new, do you, could, did you understand what the notes meant at seven? Could you actually play complicated things? At seven years old? Yeah, just in that, like, like that three-year yeah, span. Yeah, at seven, I was playing, like, classical music. Are you, are you crazy? Wow. That's yeah. wild. <laughs> so I was, you know, I was trying to do concert piano at that age, and, you know, classical was kind of what I started with, and jazz is what I ended up doing when I was in middle school. Um, so, so how many hours a day were you practicing? I actually did not like playing piano until I was 15 and found a reason to be like, oh, I can write songs about how much boys suck and how much I hate my parents right now. And then I got into piano. But I was I was kicking and screaming when I was playing it at four because I was like, this isn't easy for me. It doesn't come naturally to me. And my mom just kept me in it even if I didn't like it. Do you remember the first song you ever wrote that you were, that you were yes. like, I completed this song? The first song I ever wrote on piano was a song called All I Need, and I was 10 years old when I wrote it, and it was like jazz sevenths and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, we'll take a look at that. Here we go. This is a little bit of... (laughs) Come on. You want to? Just give me a little bit of the first song you ever wrote at 10 (laughs) years old. Let's see what we got. Let's see if you can remember it. Let's see. And all I need to say, and all I need to do is be with you. Yeah. Who who were you wanting to be with? I was wanting to be like Etta James when I was 10. I was like, this is the goal. (laughs) Mm. I was just thinking, how did she do that at 10? That's Mm -hmm. amazing. I took piano lessons at like 28. (laughs) Couldn't even do that. It took like months. She would come to my house. She'd be like, did you practice? Granted, I have tried to play guitar for about 10 years and I can't do it. That's one instrument I just for some reason cannot pick up. So you, when do you decide you want to do music or at least pursue music professionally? Because that's a whole different choice, meaning you're not just playing piano. Now you're actually sure. going to go and try that against people. Yeah. So going back to the Tillman Fertitta stuff, when I started playing in jazz bars and clubs and stuff, I was 14. And, uh, you know, I was helping my family keep the lights on. I come from a really big family and we grew up in a poor situation. So um I think once I realized, oh, you can make money doing this, that's when I was like, I think I could do this for the rest of my life. But it was something that I went into to help my family. Um, But granted, I wanted to do that for the rest of my life anyway. So I think I was just trying to formulize a plan on how I could do this and make a living doing it. And yeah. Madeline Edwards is here. I'm a big fan of her. She's going to play with Eddie and I at the Million Dollar Show at the Mm -hmm. Ryman. Can't wait. Which... 
Have you played the? She already knows. It's not a surprise. I, called I haven't her. played the. <laughs> yeah, I called before. her. I was like, "Hey, will you do this?" <laughs> uh, you, you haven't played the Ryman yet. No. Oh, that's awesome. I can't wait for people to see you perform live. Y'all are in for a treat. We have some really good songs lined up. I won't say what. But what if she said the opposite? What if she came and she goes, guys, <laughs> this is good we've really planned our worst stuff for you. <laughs> uh, whenever you're playing, and again, you're playing all these hours, you're mm-hmm. helping you know, make money so you guys can eat, um, but you're playing, obviously, cover songs at a restaurant. As a 14, 15, 16-year-old, were there any songs that you played where adults just thought it was so funny a kid was playing this song? Yeah, I mean... At last by Etta James, I remember playing Tennessee Whiskey at times. And when I was 14, my voice was as deep as it is now. So imagine this voice coming out of a 14-year-old. It's never changed. My voice has always kind of stayed the same. So that was more the shocker to people is that a voice like this was coming out of a 14-year-old. And obviously, I've like tuned it and you know shaped it over time. But yeah, I think that was the shock value. When I was working on American Idol, I had worked there for four years, people would always sing it last. It was like the song they wanted to audition mm-hmm. with. And I was like, please stop singing this song. Please <laughs> stop singing this song. Because everybody does it all the time. But then, when somebody does it right, mm-hmm. you're reminded of just how right she was and that song is. For sure. Do you still perform that? I do. do you, can you give us a little bit? Because we haven't talked to, I didn't ask for this. Do you, do you know? If not, we can move on. I, I mean... Eddie, yeah, I can do Eddie it. Can. Just give me 20 Just seconds like, of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I like East. My love has come along. And my lonely days are over. And life is like a song. I, I would yeah. put everybody on the spot Come if they did that. Yeah. Gosh. So good. I wish I had a billion dollars so I could have a restaurant and make you play there. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's what my goal is now, to have a billion dollars to buy a restaurant so I can hire Madeline to play there the whole time. Oh, man. So are you, are you, on, dream. The, are you on the road a bunch? Do you feel like you're— I'm about to be. Yeah. I'm going out on the road with Ingrid Andrus, actually starting in two weeks. Um, and then we're doing a whole festival season. So I'm playing a whole bunch of festivals that I've never played before, like Stagecoach and Watershed and— yeah, I don't know what other ones I'm supposed to announce, but <laughs> yeah, C to C. You guys go to MadelineEdwardsMusic.com to see all the dates or go go to our socials. Um, will you play another one of your songs? Of course. Which one would you like to play? I would love to play Hold My Horses. Okay. So uh, you guys follow Making Madeline on Instagram, on all over. She's doing the Million Dollar Show. I'm just a big fan. And her album came out into last year, right? Mm-hmm. November. Um, it's called Crash Landed. And here is Hold My Horses from Madeline Edwards. Can I cheer now? Can I cheer now? I don't know when to cheer. Can I cheer now? Yeah! yeah! All right! You know, I don't know. I don't Thank know. You. I don't know when you're going to go back and do it. I'm like, oh, do I do it now? I want to cheer the whole it's time. It's a surprise. I'm like, Madeline, you're awesome. I hope everybody that's listening to this, and maybe they're exposed to you for the first time, I hope they check out Crash Landed. We've played so many of your songs on the Women of Our Country and on the Countdown. Thank you all for and that. So we're just big fans. Eddie and I are super excited. You're going to play with us at the Million Dollar Show. Yeah, I'm so, so excited. And it's just it's just beginning for you. It's crazy. <sighs> Thank you. You know I'm a fan. I was told by Ma- somebody and said, hey, you should get to know Madeline. And they were like, man, she's like, be careful. She's like you. <laughs> And I was like, what does that mean? And then I met her and I was like, oh, I get it. Yeah. She stays but in her room. people were saying yeah. the same thing about Bobby, yeah. too. They were, to like, me. <laughs> they were like, she'll come at you. She'll come at you. But ya. I think that's why we get along. I think that's why, too. 
at Making Madeline. It's Madeline Edwards. Madeline, we'll see you soon. There she is, everybody. Let's clap yeah. on her. Thank you all so much. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. Amy shared a pro tip after she had a moment in the grocery store. The sour cream spill that went everywhere and she cried. So she gave us the story of why that all happened and why you need to be aware of what's going on, especially when it comes to your feelings. Number three. What happened? Well, I just have a reminder for people if you're overwhelmed by something, you got something going on, like don't stuff it down. Because if you do, you might end up crying on the dairy aisle at the grocery store. That sounds very specific. Uh oh. Because <laughs> that's what happened to me. I mean, okay. Really? What? But, but, but it's because. Oh, that's at the stage. What, what, when was this? Yesterday. Okay, so you. I'm at the grocery, the grocery store. store getting a few things. Are you already in a, emotional? Do you know you're emotional? No. Okay. I, I think it's, we're getting close to that time. But, so I know that maybe I get to blame it on that if I start. That's always a girl's hope. Mm-hmm. It's like when you're acting crazy and then you start the next day, you're like, whoop, not crazy. Got it. Okay. You're like in retrospect. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's like affirmation that you're not wow. crazy. So I feel like that ties into this as well. But I was getting sour cream and I dropped it and it didn't just, it splattered everywhere. Like it popped the lid off, popped the thing popped and oh so then I had to go get someone to clean it up or help and it just was this whole thing and it just overwhelmed me and I just started crying but I know it wasn't over the sour cream I went once I got home and I really thought about it I was like okay I know what this really is and I'm gonna work through it but also if I start soon I'll know that's what it was too in retrospect yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. so so okay well I just humor my questions here Mm -hmm. Did you cry as soon as the sour cream popped or as you were going to get somebody or as they were cleaning or what? When did it hit you emotionally? When I had to go get somebody and they came and we were cleaning it up. So as you were cleaning it with them, you it started crying? Like, oh yeah, but gosh. like they didn't, I don't Did they know you were, was it a guy? Was it an older not. man? It was a guy. Yeah. Oh, he's like, what is going on? No, it was like a teenager. Yeah. He was like, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> For sure. And what version of a cry was it? It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Could, he tell, the, could the kid store. tell you were crying? I don't think so. I hope not. But did you buy the groceries when you left that you already had? Or did you get some sour cream or did you just run out of there? No, I, I, I paid for my groceries. When I got to my car, like I definitely got it out a little bit more. And like I said, when I got home, I processed. I try, I'm trying to really pay attention to stuff and be in tune with what's happening. And I'm like, oh, this is something I've not, I didn't realize how overwhelmed I was by this situation. And now I'm going to breathe through it a little bit, maybe journal and then. See what happens. Sour cream does pop. Like when the thing hits. Pops. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. And so I, I might have cried just because yeah. of that or just run out of there. So mm-hmm. I do commend you for, and then thanks for sharing. Hey, thanks for being vulnerable. This is a safe space. Sometimes. Nah, Sometimes hardly it's ever. I'll be honest with you. Never <laughs> feels it, that safe. It never. What do we learn from this though? It, what are you saying to our audience right it, now? It doesn't serve us to stuff anything down or to numb out in any way because it's just going to come, it's going to come up. You never know when. But it's going to pop up. So do yourself a favor. You never know what aisle you'll be in when it does happen. Yeah, and try to work through it as best as you can. And you know some little stoner 15-year-old went to his friends like, this old lady's going to cry. Old lady? Oh, yeah, you're an old lady to a 15 or 16-year-old. I don't think so. A 25-year-old was an old lady to a 15 or 16-year-old. Sorry, Amy. Yeah, you know he went back to it. He's like, you guys aren't going to believe this. (laughs) It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. 
When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Skiba Steve has caused a lot of controversy on our social media pages with this one. And he has mentioned before that he doesn't want to get a vasectomy, but his wife really wants him to right now. And this subject got brought up again. And I quote, Skiba Steve tells us in this bit coming up that he would rather have more kids than get one. He's just not about it, not having it. But I'm going to let you hear from the man himself why he doesn't want to get one and what's kind of happening in his house right now. Number two. Shania Twain's talking about having open throat surgery. She had Lyme disease. And when she's been in the studio, the last time she was in studio, she struggled talking because of her Lyme disease. Like she talked for a little bit, but it was, but again, she had this throat surgery. Now she's singing again, which is amazing to see. And when I saw her at the Grammys, she was, it was just like full health. It seemed full health, at least with her voice. And so, and I don't think she would have put out a record and had done all this press if she wasn't feeling a lot better. But she had this surgery. And they said, hey, look, you may never sing again. Oh. We got this procedure, and you got to be awake while we do it. Oh, man. Which is crazy. So she said, quote, you have to be awake. She said, I was more afraid of never singing again than getting through the operation. The reason you have to be awake for the operation is that you have to sing during it so they know exactly what to do. Whoa. Wow. She described the experience as depressing and devastating. And then also having a ton of gratitude for being able to sing and speak again. She released a new album, Queen of Me, which is our first since the surgery, calling it her celebration album. That's from Yahoo. To be awake during a surgery, hopefully they got you numbed up good. Yeah. Yeah. But your throat. Didn't you wake up once in the middle of like a colonoscopy or something? Yeah. You woke up. You weren't supposed to. Uh, yeah. My eyes open and I could see my insides on the screen because the camera's up there and I heard them talking and <laughs> it was creepy. Yeah, I'm but I mean, that's I, I a wanna light. Wake, I wouldn't want to wake up during that one. <laughs> that's a light sedation, like, I guess. What's that? <laughs> yeah. Scuba has been thinking about having a vasectomy. Scuba Steve. 
We've talked about this. Yeah. Oh, sad music, please. And you're not right now going to get one. No, I'm not. I'm still nervous even just even thinking about the But process. so many guys have had this no issue. Yeah. It's a perfect time. March Madness, that weekend, pop. Pop goes a weasel, and you can stay home and watch games all the time. I thought about that, like, just to do the absolute quintessential thing, to stay home and watch college basketball, but I'm still very nervous to do it. And why don't you want to do it? It has nothing to do with the masculinity thing. Yes, it does. Okay. that lunchbox would would say. 100%. It really doesn't. It has to do with the pain in that region. I'm not up for it. And then now knowing that I found out that you have to be awake for it, like, count me out. They can't give you some light sedation. And obviously, if they cut any part of you, it's going to be sore. But I don't think it's that bad. Have you done it? Every Wednesday. I have a <laughs> appointment. <laughs> and isn't there like a catheter involved, which I've never had? And I don't want to oh, do that either. No. Oh, but you got to have a catheter. There ain't no There's way. so many dudes that have gotten this done. Yeah. I think if it were something you really wanted to do, you should do it. But you don't really want to do it. I really and I don't. think it's the masculinity part. It's, even though you're saying it's not, my feeling is... That's what it is. Yeah, why would you get a vasectomy? Why not just have your wife get her tubes tied? Much more invasive. Yes, exactly. This can be fixed super quick. He's complaining he has to get a catheter. A catheter seems amazing to me. No, not me. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm on on, on team not scuba, but it does not seem amazing. Well, I'm just saying that you get to go to the bathroom and it's just taken care of. Well, that's why I wear a diaper. (laughs) So does she want you to have a vasectomy, your wife? She's pushing for it mostly because she doesn't want a fourth child. And so I respect that because obviously she has to do all the work to have the child and everything. But I, I, I would like to do things that where she she takes birth control or oh calendar gosh. method like we used to do. But I, I don't, I just can't. I'm going with this. the calendar method. All full little house in the prairie, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a, a calendar method. A calendar method. Yeah. Yeah. foolproof. <laughs> That'll get you. <laughs> I mean, it worked for us the first three times. Right. What would she have to do to make that happen? I don't, I don't know. I, I mean... I don't even know what it would be. There's nothing on the table that would make me want to do it. So you're out, out. I'm out, out. Anytime I think about it, I want to throw up. Would you rather get a vasectomy or have another kid if those are the only two another, options? I'd have, have have 10 more kids in a vasectomy. Okay, then, he, okay, this is the thing. He doesn't have to carry the baby, deliver the baby, breastfeed the baby. All that stuff's awesome, but if she doesn't want any more, she doesn't want any more, and you want 10? And you can fix it. Well, I'm saying I'd rather have 10 than the vasectomy. Yeah, right. but you can fix it. Okay, yes. we're not talking sense into you. <laughs> no. You're not going to, no. What if we spin the wheel? You could spin all the wheels in the world and put a million dollars on it. I still oh. don't want to do no, it. No, but there's like all kinds of cash, but there's a pair of scissors on one. Snip, snip. I'm not done to try it out. <laughs> it's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two. Our phone screener, Abby, sang her biggest national anthem yet. She sang at the Predators game, and most of the show showed up to see it all happen. But this all came about because of our show Christmas. Raymundo had gifted her this whole present with the help of their mascot, Nash. She showed up with a jersey, asked if she would sing the national anthem. It was a really cool gift from Raymundo that finally happened just this week. And she killed it. She totally crushed it. The national anthem was amazing. And, of course, we talked about that when she came on this week for the Best Bits Part 1. I asked her, what happened? Has she gotten any phone calls from any professionals since then? Has she gotten more calls to do more national anthems? I needed the full update and how she had been feeling post doing this. Because, like I said, she crushed it. And you're about to hear right now the whole audio from it. And you can tell us how you feel. Just make sure, like Abby and I mentioned on the other part of this podcast, uh, constructive criticism if you're going to be mean, okay? Let's just not totally troll and be vile to people, all right? Let's just, you know, a little constructive goes a long way. Number one. Big night for Abby, who answers the phones during the show, also produces a bunch of stuff before and after the show. Abby moved to Nashville to sing. 
It didn't quite work out for her. She works in media now. But I love that for fun, for semi-professional reasons, she still goes after her dream. And last night in front of, what, 20,000 people at the NHL game, the Nashville Predators hockey, she was told she could sing the national anthem. Abby, tell me about what it was like when you just drove there. Were you so nervous driving your car into the arena? Yes, I was. Were you there excited was... at all or just all nerves? I was excited at that point because I was like, when I get nervous, I psych myself out. So I was like, you can't get nervous. Just like, you know what you're doing. You've been practicing it. So nice. just go for it. So you get there and where do they take you? So uh, we, Morgan met with us, um, the contact and I, and then we walked down to... But it's called the Lexus Lounge, which is like a really nice, you know, all-inclusive bar that everybody's at. But it's right by the doors to where the Preds players come out. And so how long do you sit there and get yourself psyched up? Oh, that was forever. It was like 25 minutes. <laughs> it seemed like an eternity. <laughs> they give you a jersey? Yeah, they gave me the jersey, the one that um, they brought in at the Christmas show. So I wore that, um, or the, the gift exchange. So I wore that. They gave me in-ears to put, you know, in my ears. And they were super staticky. The whole time, like they were super windy, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I, I what is going to happen?" Did you pull them out in the middle of the performance, or did you just hang with them? No, I I put them at full blast mm-hmm. because I had heard that you know the echo in the stadium, and then I didn't want people yelling and like distracting me. Because they do so yell I, at the Preds games at the beginning of the national anthem; it's like a chant. Yes. Oh. So they say, "Okay, Abby, it's time to go." Is your heart just a? It actually wasn't. It was so weird how like calm I was. It was crazy. You walk out on the ice, but there's a carpet on the ice, right? So you don't yes. fall. Uh-huh. They, they can't, Go ahead. Oh, no. They told me I was going to walk out like halfway through the ice, and it was just like a small mat right there. So I didn't have to walk very far because then I got nervous I was going to fall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they hand <laughs> so. you the microphone. Do you do any sort of like, huh? test, just to see if you're on? See, that's what, no, you can't, you can't do that because they'll hear it, you know. And so I just trusted that it was going to be on. Um, I followed the color guard out. Um, they announced my name, and then I started singing. Is it at all a blur, or were you able to kind of calm your heart rate down and remember every little part of it? It's kind of a blur at the beginning. <laughs> and, like, Morgan went live, and I'm just standing there a lot of the time, like, in my zone. <laughs> but it was crazy. How do you feel like you did before I play it back? I feel like I had a significant improvement from when I recorded it a while back. So I feel like I did good, and there was good feedback, so I think it was good. Did you remember all the words? I did. No yeah. problem with the words. Because uh-uh. no. even if you know all the words by the back of your hand, as soon as something isn't exactly normal, you're kind of out of your normal element, so then everything starts to feel weird. Yeah. I can understand somebody forgetting the words, even if they've sang it a million times, because you're just not comfortable, because you're nervous, people are looking at you, you're thinking about other... So you got all the words. Yeah. Regardless of what I hear here, I want to say two things. One, great job on getting the words right. And two, just showing up doing it. Mm-hmm. And the camera was very close to me and all of the players were facing me. Mm-hmm. And they're very good looking. So. Any of them wink at you? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't look at I didn't look at that. Okay. I was here, focused. Here's Abby last night in front of 20,000 people. I'm a little nervous. I haven't heard this yet. I'm, I'm a little nervous. I'm nervous too. <laughs> here's Abby singing the national anthem. And now, sing along with Abby Anderson as we honor the United States with the singing of the national anthem. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hailed at the twilight? 
I was going to be like Nick Sirianni, start crying right here on camera. <laughs> wow. That Thank was, you. Abby, that's the best I've ever heard you sing. Aside from it being the national anthem and what an honor, that's the best I've ever heard you sing. Really? <laughs> ever. And the, the, your biggest ever, that's not a show, but your biggest ever audience, the most pressure. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've come out and sang with Eddie and I, the Raging Idiots, but what are there, 3,000 people there? And you're doing Heads Carolina, or you're doing karaoke on this show, and we're doing a bit. That's the best I've ever heard you sing. Oh, thank you. I'm not going to lie. I feel like it's more nerve-wracking in studio for some reason. You were hitting some of those scary high runs, because they always tell you to start the national anthem low, because it goes, oh, say can you see? And then by the time you're over, it's like, ah, it's way up here. Mm -hmm. And when you started to go and chase some of those high notes, I was like, oh, boy. You nailed them. Ooh, thank you. Wow. That's that was what great. I was, that yeah, was good job, Abby. Yeah, thanks. So proud of you. I'm like not surprised. I'm just super proud. That's mm-hmm. really cool. You have gotten so much better, and regardless, you crushed that. You crushed it. Thanks. Shout out to my voice coach, Tabitha. <laughs> <laughs> We've been working on it. <laughs> but I want to thank everybody for the support and everybody being here. That, that was cool. is amazing, Eddie. What'd you think about it, Ben? I, I mean, I was I, shock's not the right word, but. I just didn't know what to expect. And when she sang it, and especially, like you said, those high notes, dude, I was, like, blown away. Well, I was, I was getting a little nervous because, you know, gay way. And I'm like, oh, God, oh, God. And I to- oh, yes! I told <laughs> her, too. I was like, I, I know you were nervous because I know you, but you didn't look nervous. You didn't sound nervous. I thought she did an amazing job. I want to go talk to Randy, who was at the game last night. Let's go. Randy, what's going on, buddy? Hey, guys. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. She did an absolutely great job. You guys nailed it, giving her all the props. In fact, I think if you take that audio and send it to the NFL, she should be singing at the next Super Bowl. (laughs) (laughs) Randy. (laughs) Randy was drinking at the game last night. Co-sign on that one. (laughs) Randy, I appreciate that call. Thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah, she did great. Congratulations, Abby. Good job. Oh, thank you. Good job, Abby. Andrea is on the phone now as well. We'll take one more. Andrea, good morning. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Thank you. Hey. So I was also at the game and just so proud of our girl, Abby. She sounded amazing. She looked so poised. Um, I actually shot some video of her on the Jumbotron and posted it on the B-Team Facebook group and just all the love that B-Team is showing her. Um, Just couldn't be more proud and excited for her. She's amazing. Me too. Thank you, Andrea. Abby, great job. Thank you. That was so cool. When you hear it back, and when you heard that, had you heard that back yet, by the way, that clip? No, I had not. How do so, you feel woo. about it, hearing it back? I thought it sounded good. Oh, that sounded great. Yeah. I'm, yes. Great. <laughs> Better. I'm very critical of myself, so. Yeah, I thought it sounded but, great. Thank uh, you. Lunchbox. Uh, How you doing? All right, we're going to go ahead and jump out of here. Yeah, thank you. Just checking in with lunch yeah. seat, make sure he's over there. His microphone still worked. Yep. Really? Yeah. I'm not going to talk? Nah, we're good on okay. that. I mean, because you're just going to be rude for no reason. No, no, I'm just going to ask if I'm the only one that heard it. Heard. 
Uh, no, no, no. We're not. We're not. We're not taking this into any negative space. I just have one question. No, no questions. Um, oh, what you should do? Go to the bathroom and ask it at the toilet. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Just let us know what it says. Yeah. Do no, it over there. Abby, great job. Thank you. Goodness, I got. I, I, I have a serious hey, question. Hey, we ain't letting him pee in your Cheerios because this morning your I'm Cheerios not, taste good. I'm not no, letting I'm him not. like it. Yeah. You I can ask ah, me later. Okay. <laughs> ah. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. And another weekend has gone. It was so much fun hanging out with y'all this weekend on The Best Bits, part one and part two. Make sure to go check out the other one if you haven't listened. But if you just listened to The Best Bits, I'm glad to have you here. I hope I caught you up on the show this week. And if you want to see even more content from The Bobby Bones Show, make sure you go to bobbybones.com for more of that. And of course, our YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all the things. we got videos going up on there, and those are all at Bobby Bones Show. And if you want to, and you want to come hang out with me on social media, I am also on TikTok and Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and Be Real, Web Girl Morgan. I love hanging out with y'all on there and answering questions. And if you have any thoughts from ever the best bits, I love when y'all message them to me and I try to respond to everybody in some capacity. So please come hang out with me on there. I love seeing y'all. I hope y'all have a fabulous weekend. I'll see you next one. Bye. This is the Bobby Bone Show. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.